Hi, and welcome to another episode of Garmology, a podcast about clothes and stuff. My guest today is back by popular demand for another session around the topics of how to get dressed, what to buy, and um, what life is like as a personal style consultant. Welcome back, Sarah. How have you been? Hi, Nick. Yeah, I've been good, thanks. Thanks for having me along. And yeah, I've been good. I've been doing more online stuff, as you can imagine, because we're in lockdown completely in England and all the shops are closed. So we're online shopping and styling instead of in person. Because even though people are sitting at home, they are still buying stuff, I can tell. They are. Yeah, they are. Weirdly. Well, unfortunately, though, a couple of the requests I've had recently have been for suits for funerals. So that is unfortunate, non-COVID related, but that's slightly unfortunate. But I think people have a bit of money. I think, to be honest, everyone has got sick to death of the tops that they're wearing for Zoom. I know I have. So I think they're kind of looking for a new thing. And plus, it's like now spring is coming. So suddenly everyone seems to be, well, I say that January still snowing in some parts of the UK but you know it's kind of it's getting there we're we're heading in the right direction so I think people are starting to think we will be able to go out because of the vaccine and everything I think people are starting to think now beyond going out again and what they're going to want to wear so I'm anticipating it becoming very busy it was minus 15 here this morning so I'm sort of thinking more about uh, merino wool layers uh, and staying inside oh, wow. <laughs> the summer or the spring seems so far off. Oh, minus 15. I don't think I have to cope with that. It was really nice and sunny here today. It was sunny here as well, but still <laughs> minus 15. <laughs> <laughs> but you say spring, summer, yes. Um, putting away all the warm gear. It seems so recently that uh, I took all my big jackets out of uh, storage and here we are talking about putting them away again. Time is just going so fast and we're experiencing so little. Well, if it's still minus 15, I wouldn't put them away yet. <laughs> no, I have been thinking about uh, doing some sort of um, spring looks on my Instagram, but then I've sort of looked at the thermometer and thought, I'm going to go outside and take photos in a thin jacket. No. Ooh, not sure you about that. Paid quite a lot of money, but like a model is for that. <laughs> yes, not just the weird bloke and his uh, stool sitting in the middle of the road. <laughs> Plus corgis, of course. <laughs> yes, well, we're just waiting for Pixie to have her litter now. Uh, she was due yesterday, and she's got at least seven. Oh, so uh, there's some oh, fun coming the there. Oh, they're the cutest, the cutest. Now. For today, I thought we could talk a bit about the popular topic, wardrobe fails. <laughs> it's the sort of thing you'll Google on the internet and say, oh, BuzzFeed has got the 999 worst celebrity wardrobe fails and so forth. But it really is something that I think most of us have a sort of relationship to. Would you like to get started on your sort of top 17 <laughs> worst ones? Sort of you personally, I'm thinking, from the past what, week or so. personally, of what I've been wearing. Oh, I've been yeah. of those. I'm, I'm not going to be cheeky. telling you about those, though, am I? <laughs> but there are, I mean, as a stylist, you do have an impression of both what people could wear 
and I'm thinking now to look and feel good, and also things that sort of don't work for everyone. And we're not going to be picking on anyone here or or making fun of anyone. It, it's just a fact of life. Uh, like men 50-ish don't look too good in skinny jeans. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. Especially as they're going out of fashion now. So I think there's, well, I suppose, I don't think there's like necessarily specific things. I think it's more what's suited to you. But I'm, and I would always go, I start with number one, people get the fit wrong. And that seems to be like such a common thing. And I think we might have talked about this even last time. But things, and I suppose if it's done in a, um, a way like you, maybe you've got like an oversized T-shirt or something. But I think when it's not done intentionally and in a sort of a, a particularly like you've created a look around that, then that can always go wrong. So it's things like, you know, way too, your trousers are like super long. And I always see it on like wedding photos and stuff. And I think, did nobody tell them that that just, that suit just didn't fit? So I remember seeing a friend's wedding pictures and just thinking, oh my God, that suit just does not fit him at all. And nobody told him, unfortunately. So I think there, yeah, there's always the things around Ooh. a bit. And skinny jeans, well, you know, but they were trendy, weren't they? I think I'm beginning to look at skinny jeans now and just thinking, no. Like some, I saw a guy the other day who was quite a chunky guy and he had all skinny jeans. And I just thought, mm, I think you should be moving on from those now. I didn't tell him. <laughs> I'm not in the habit of going up to people and tapping them on the shoulders. Uh, saying, hey, I don't think you should you, be you, you could just shout, shout it and run. <laughs> shout it over the street. <laughs> in my cards. Uh, um, now, there are three things you mentioned there that I thought I'd follow up on. Um, first, t-shirt fit. Now, this is something that is discussed in this household because I like my t-shirts big and oversized okay. because they sort of look comfy. No, they feel comfy, I mean, um, and I, they sort of hide your tummy a bit. And I think they look okay. But then I'm told by she who must be obeyed that they're way too big for me. Oh. And I think we both have we both have a point because it comes back to your intended look versus what fits, because they don't fit me, they're too big. And you like it, do you, you like it because now they're the comfortable? Well, they're comfortable and I like the sort of big silhouette. It's a bit sort of old hip hop style thing. I mean, they wore their shirts large, but sort of technically they don't really fit their oversize. Second point you had uh, trouser length. I never really know, and I should know because I've been messing about with gomology related topics for a while now, how long should a pair of trousers actually be? Because uh, you have uh, people talking about, oh, but you want them stacked, which means they're long and they're sort of all bunched up at the bottom. And then you have the young blades wearing their skinny trousers where they're about halfway up their calves, which to me is way too high. But what is ideally the length? Well, actually, do you know what? I think it's changed a bit, and I think it does change a little bit. Because I always used to think it was it should go to the back, uh, so the top of your shoe heel at the back. I'm sure that I always used to think that was the right length. And yet now I find, unless this, unless you've got a tailor and they're slanting them from the back to the front, um, which some tailors will do, so it kind of sits on your shoe. 
Um, I think that's too long. So we'll go a little bit. Um, so I think it's just with one break. So you don't have loads of fabric puddling around the bottom or stacked, as you say, which I think was a bit of a look for skinnier mm. trousers because it was kind of people were ruching them at the bottom like that as well, weren't they? But... So it's a sort of thing in the de denim world. I know they like to sort of stack them, but uh, to, to me, it looks a yeah, bit messy. But two points there. One is that it's really hard when you're looking down on the end of your trousers, just looking sort of head down, to know how they really look. So you actually have to either put your camera on the floor and take a timed photo or have a mirror that shows you. Otherwise, you really don't know what they look like. And the second one, now this may be pretty revealing. I'm sort of really offering up my own problems here but the thing is when you put your trousers on and you tighten up your belt they're at one level once you've been walking around for a while they might have sagged down say an inch or two so what length do your trousers need to be then because i'll find that oh i've made i've hemmed them because i do that myself um, to the proper length but that's how i put them on not how they are two inches lower <laughs> half an hour later. I think I would go with the how they are two, two after you've been wearing them for a while. So then that's the right length because that's how they're going to be most of the day, isn't it? Not when you've just put them on in front of the mirror. They're not going to stay like that. So I'd go for the latter one if I was you. That, so it's a sad fact of life that you're sort of walking around permanently <laughs> sagging. Which As you get older, it happens. I, I have a hard time dealing with it. I need to get some braces. really strong braces, I think, to really oik them but up. Bra don't, don't normal braces work, then? Well, normal braces are pretty... Uh... Well, I mean, you have sort of workwear braces, which are meant to do a job of holding solid trousers up, even though you've got a hammer in one pocket and something else heavy in the other. I mean, it's sort of more strong braces and then you have all the sort of silly mm. clip-on braces that people buy because they fancy yeah. the look and of braces with a belt. there we go there's, really just... there's a fail <laughs> a wardrobe fail wearing braces with a belt <laughs> indeed um i don't think i tend to do that uh, but i have commented on the blog previously about how some trousers will have belt loops and buttons for braces because of course proper braces you button in place yeah. not clips and they've also got sort of cinch backs so you can tighten them and not wear belts mm -hmm. or braces but you could go a full triple there and use them all <laughs> yeah that'd be kind of weird though wouldn't it i don't think yeah i think isn't it the either or option they're going for when you fancy wearing braces and when you fancy cinching then you can or if you fancy belting you can I think it's just a way to add more more details, really, so you get extra value for money. It sounds unnecessary details for me. Well, it's a tough marketplace, and you have to sort of make your products stand out. And say for the jeans, I mean, the standard five-pocket jeans are pretty much standard five-pocket jeans. It doesn't matter whether they're made by Uniqlo or some chap in his workshop in Japan or wherever. I mean, yeah, to... how different can they be? The uninformed casual eye, they're just. Yes, yeah, so I was reading jeans. something about denim this morning, though, that says that, yeah, that all these denim aficionados and they wear, wear the 
cotton is made and how it's spun and how it's dyed and there's like so much into it uh, that goes into it so but yes to the average person you'd never be able to tell what was going on into it you still go that's a pair of jeans why did they cost you know, 500 pounds or whatever they are you wouldn't be able to tell but um to them yeah. they would and the way that they fade and they fit and everything so there's a, a whole yeah. cult around it although i do suspect that i think that the interest has veined a bit in recent yeah. times i think we're sort of a bit over oh, really? the peak oh, denim now uh, but i'm struggling to see what is the new yeah. thing where, um... Okay, so That's belts and braces as a fail. Yes, and the other one jeans. I actually was reading about the other day um, as a question on, it was on Mr. Porter actually, um, should you wear bare ankles with, when you've got, in winter, so you, you know, short trousers, bare ankles, socks, and then you've got your heavy overcoat on your scarves and, and people are doing it as a style statement. I personally think absolutely no way. That just looks silly. And to me, it looks... Um, to me, it looks cheap, actually. It looks like they can't afford socks. In summer, it's fine. I don't mind that no-show sock thing. That's absolutely fine. But in winter, I just think, no, go for some cool socks. Go for some socks like the look of your jumper, like some Fair Isle or something. You know, some, some really nice socks, <laughs> bright colours, dark colours. Well, one thing is that it's, it's, you're going to be cold on your ankles. And, I mean... People of a certain age appreciate having warm yeah, ankles. I definitely do. <laughs> uh, teenagers, sort of person. teenagers appear not not to care, um, but it is also a missed opportunity for adding a little exactly. interest in your outfit, because bare ankles. Bare hairy I ankles. Mean, not, I don't know whether yeah, it does it for anyone. Hairy <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to be sort of white as well, aren't they? Probably, or untanned. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find that looks kind of weird in summer, let alone winter. But I'm not an ankle fan any time of year, really. I have to admit, uh, I do like socks all year round. Socks. socks all year round, and I don't like the little oh, hideaway socks either. But do, but do you not get summer. hot in summer? Obviously. Yes. Um, I was jokingly added, I'm hot all year <laughs> round, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I never get so hot that I'd consider wearing a pair of uh, thin cotton socks in shoes to be less comfortable than having sweaty feet oh. in a pair of shoes and no socks. Okay. That's interesting. That's, there you go. That's... Yeah, interesting. I was, yeah, I always think it makes you like a lot hotter having your ankles covered. And obviously I can, you know, do sandals and all that sort of thing, which maybe maybe that should be on the fail list. I don't, I'm not going to put it on the fail list, I don't think, though, because I don't, I don't mind a pair of Birkenstocks or a pair of cool sandals on a guy if they can carry it off. Pretty cool, I'd say. So I'm not putting sandals yeah. on the list. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not even putting socks and sandals. Because there you've got actually. sandals. Some guys carry that. <laughs> well, socks, socks and sandals. I mean, then you're into the sort of gorp core, norm core. I mean, that's there's a sole sort of separate avenue of fashion there devoted to. My stepdad's uh, good at that. He's 86. He's he's, he's in in that group. Socks and sandals all the way. <laughs> Yeah, and probably his outdoor jackets and uh, all that. I mean, these days, the last of the summer wine guys are pretty much exactly. style icons. That's what my dad looks like. 
and they were, <laughs> and they were probably dressed up for their photos, sort of kind of mocking them as old men <laughs> back when the TV series was made. Um, but it is strange how various styles or fashions can sort of make a a fashion out of yeah, actually yeah. fashion fails. Mm. It definitely is. And I think, well, so I think everybody, there's quite a lot of people that will consider the 70s as a whole whole era, as a fashion fail. But if you notice, it's coming right back. So all those, all the browns and all the Gucci type suits with the huge lapels and everything and flares and, you know, all that, it's all coming back. So uh, we won't be, we'll obviously be looking at it again as a, oh, it looks so stylish. And it's quite, I think it's just quite new. It just goes round and round in circles, doesn't it? It's really new to see looser trousers and wider lapels after years and years of skinny you're not feeling it are you i can tell by your face yeah i i i i have been previously sort of commenting about how fashion goes in cycles and how the 70s have sort of been left out and that was a good (laughs) thing um so it is quite worrying because i have been very disparaging about the 70s before and um i can see this causing serious blowback for me Uh, but i mean I mean, bell bottoms and massive lapels and, oh, God, I'm, I can feel the colours. Yeah. I mean, browns and stuff, you I'm like all for that. Colors, I, I had a bit of a revelation whilst watching the telly yesterday because I am not a fan of dark suits, sort of navy blue, black. It doesn't matter whether they're really expensive or not, uh, what fabric they are, they always tend to look a bit sort of... Ooh, and I'm wondering if it's a psychological thing, because as you mentioned previously, um, burial, going to a funeral, you'd wear a dark suit, uh, people in the office wear dark suits, and just doesn't sit right with me. But then I saw on telly a guy wearing a really sharp, dark oh, green suit, and I was blown away. I was, it looks yeah, so good. And it, I mean, it was a suit, but it was dark green. But then it's just, I, I don't ever buy black suits unless it's for a funeral. I think um, I wouldn't particularly say to people buy a black suit. I'd always go navy or charcoal. I guess that's the standard. If they turn up in in, uh, in an office in unless it's a an unusual company, a bit more fashion forward sort of company in a dark green suit, I think they'd really stand out. I can I can totally imagine how it would suit you, but I think it'd really stand out because it's navy yeah. and grey all the way, isn't it? So I guess, yes, maybe you can start a revolution, yeah. a green suit revolution. Um, but... It'd be a total rake. You could have a proper hat as oh, well. Exactly. <laughs> but it's nice. I bought, actually, I did buy quite a lot of... Um, I went through a phase of buying quite a few green blazers with people, like dark green and quite sort of subtle green. It was kind of... Um, I think I bought like three in a row with different clients that I had um, a while can't be last year it was probably the year before um and burgundy actually that was quite a good one sort of not like bright and brash but and kind of bit textured and some sort of uh, other colors in there but yeah i went through a phase of that but yeah green suit i love the sound of it but i think it'd be quite out there for quite a lot of guys but you know you are quite out there but uh, for lots of people i i i also never wear suits to the office because there's no requirement for wearing formal suits or anything. So 
which is pretty general here in Norway. It's not like uh, if I was working in the UK, I'm sure I would be required to wear so a suit. So where would you wear your green suit? So I could... Well, that's part of the problem. I don't have any suits as such. I have a few tweed three pieces, but uh, I mean, when do you yeah, wear the suits? It's going to be probably even less so now, isn't it? That people will be wearing suits. It seems to be. But I mean, I don't know. Where, do you think people will carry on in this sort of very casual vein that we've got used to? It is hard to know how things will be going forward. Um, and I think uh, a lot of people are very, very curious about how things are going to work out, not least the people who are planning ahead a year now, yeah. what they're going to stop. I think it might be split down um, the middle. Some people really like to carry on with the casual and just be like, oh, I'm totally done with that suit. I never want to put one on again. And then there's the other people that are missing dressing up and will want to go, want to wear suits and almost go even smarter than they than they possibly were. So I think it's probably going to be half and half, isn't it? But yeah, I feel sorry for the people that are buying to know predicting what's going to be coming in. It's interesting how you phrase that, because to me, the person wearing the suit is the person who isn't interested in dressing up, because it's so easy just to wear a suit. It doesn't require much thought. But if you're the guy wearing the casual stuff, there you're mixing and matching and yeah, being really creative true, yeah i do find quite a lot of people i suppose that's that's probably the majority of my clients to be honest it's the people whose work have changed from wearing a suit to wearing smart casual and then they've got a mix yeah jackets with trousers and it oh it's a whole minefield out there so that's what they come to me for so it's yeah it kind of gets harder doesn't it and they quite like the uniformity and the sort of easiness of a suit you've just got to choose a, a shirt and a tie with it really yeah. and these days do we even well... need trousers <laughs> i'm just putting it out there <laughs> not not at the moment although having i have had that thing when the door goes and you do have to get up and get something so i'm always quite glad i've got on trousers and shoes <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was thinking the other day um, about uh, mm -hmm. ties and I'm, I'm sure there are a million rules for how to wear a tie, but I haven't made myself Google it, but well, I haven't either. what other, are there any sort of hints about what tie to select for which outfit, which colors to match or, um, well, I'd say don't match it exactly with your pocket square, number one. Tie it, I would say to, I'm always telling guys, tie it with a dimple in it. So it's not necessarily about the colours, but yeah, tie, tie it with a dimple in it. Because sometimes they just put, like, they just, it looks really flat. Do you know what I mean by a dimple? Yes, you know when there's like a, a little, little Is this under, a special... under the knot, there's like a little hole. So it gives it a bit of texture kind of thing. Not texture, but uh, a bit of, bit of life. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to demonstrate Bit of shape, yeah. Shape. So instead of just um, coming flat from the knot, then you've got like a little indent kind of thing. And you can get it by just putting your finger okay. in it kind right. of thing as you tighten it up. So I'm always telling guys to do that. Um, <laughs> I suppose it's just more, I mean, you can, I think it depends a little bit on their colouring. So if they're quite, have got quite contrasting kind of strong colouring, so they might have really dark hair and very pale skin and say blue eyes, then they can go for like, say, a very sharp look. So a dark suit, a white shirt, and then say maybe either a dark tie or a um, brighter one. 
although that I would say you maybe try and get some sort of textural pattern in there because it could look a bit um, too plain otherwise. But if you've got more muted colouring, so you might have like mid, like light brown hair, say, green eyes, probably a little bit more like you, maybe possibly ol more olive skin. And then you look better in less of a contrast. So you might go for sort of like a um, a lighter navy. Let's let's stick with navy. Say like a lighter navy, maybe a pale blue shirt, and then like a lighter coloured um, or a mid-coloured tie. So it's not as contrasty. So I do think that comes into play. I also had a client who I dressed for his wedding a little while ago, and he was quite... Um, he was really happy in his casual staff and he had um you know barber jackets and quite sort of um uh textural kind of things i think shetland jumpers that type of thing in his casual thing when it came to wearing a suit he sent me a picture and it was it was all very plain uh fabric of the suit and kind of shiny looking tie silk tie and when we dressed him for his wedding, I thought he needed to go for a lot more texture. So it kind of layers as well. So we ended up putting like a linen waistcoat underneath and we had a little bit of texture in the jacket. We had a knitted tie, so it looked a little bit more textural because I thought for his personality, that suited him better. And he did. He, did, he looked great, actually. So it still looks really smart, but it's just having a bit more texture like that really felt like it was much more him than when I he'd had this other suit, which just looked wrong. And I think it was the wrong colours for him as well. So he had like a lilac-y sort of tie, whereas actually he looked much better in those kind of autumn-y, rusty, browny, sort of those kind of 70s colours, I suppose, if we were talking about mustardy sort of colours and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I think it's kind of... Um, can depend a little bit on the personality of the person and what sort of look they're going for. I think more contrasting is more... Um, authoritative so if you want to if you need to stand out more then you can be more um, more contrast in your colors and if you want to be a bit more subdued you don't need to stand out as much go for a little bit less of a contrast um, but yeah think about the textures as well and the patterns going together if you've got patterns and they should be different sizes if you've got like a striped shirt and a striped tie then they should be different sizes so don't fight with each other so, yeah, there's kind of quite a lot to think about, really. <laughs> not sure if that's narrowed it down very much, but <laughs> quite a lot to think about. No. The odd thing was that once you mentioned wedding suits, that got me thinking, because wedding suits are sort of kind of a, a thing in itself, uh, whereby you buy a more or less expensive suit, and if everything goes as planned, you'll probably only wear it once. Yeah, I think, but then the, the suit... Um, Suits I've bought with people, they have thought about wearing them again. They're, they're thinking about how to wear them afterwards. Because you might you might have a sort of violently pink, shiny, or burgundy or purple with some vile <laughs> tie and you've got all your groomsmen dressed no. up in similarly vile yeah, suits. <laughs> the people I've dressed yeah. for their weddings haven't looked like that. <laughs> So we're talking, staying with we men are. of class. Yeah, actually, men I stole class, an but... idea from um, uh, Grey Fox, David Evans, um, our friend, uh, which is how I think we know each other. Uh, and I have one guy who we had a, mm -hmm. um, a dark, it was like a charcoal suit and a pink shirt, like a pale pink shirt, and then a dark green tie. And it actually looks really nice because I remember seeing David wearing that once and I thought I really like those colours together. I thought it looked really kind of elegant and sophisticated. 
So yeah, I stole the idea from him, as you do. <laughs> and my client really liked it, it looked amazing on him. You stole, stole exactly. his style. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I mean, my most recent uh, wedding, I bought a, I probably looked a bit like a 1950s coal <laughs> really? miner in it. Um, but of course, I mean, both the trousers, the waistcoat and the jacket I can use separately and in many other configurations, so it gets used. Um, my first wedding, I had an absolutely vile burgundy suit, I think. I, I can't even recall seeing it after the day oh, in really? question Did you not like ever it since. I don't know where it <laughs> I think it was kind of a sort of um, hurried decision. I'm not saying it was a shotgun <laughs> wedding, but... Um, I was very young and I didn't really know what I yeah, wanted. Yeah. I guess, suit yeah, promise. and if you haven't been wearing a suit before, why you might not know where where to go. And you sort of think it's got to be, I think That's, the thing, uh, the mistake maybe that some people make is thinking it's got to be special. It's got to like really stand out. So you might go for something that's not really you. So it's kind of like you're going for something because you think, oh, it needs to look really unusual. Um, whereas actually, it probably doesn't need to look unusual at all. It's it's more about it looking chic and expensive and sophisticated, and that's probably a lot more pared back than some people might be thinking about going for. Yeah. You, you probably want to look good on the day and look good on the photos for mm. decades to come. You probably don't really want it to sort of reflect what you imagine your personality is at the time. Oh, maybe not. I i.e. very interesting <laughs> not knowing what you're doing not knowing about fashion you don't want it to reflect that well it is a sad fact of life that as we become older we do become very much wiser and we look back on our younger selves um and sort of do wonder yeah. what the heck we were up to years and years ago well um, hopefully there'll be some weddings going yes, ahead soon sense, really. in the not too distant future I expect there will be. I expect there's certainly be enough christenings, I think, because apparently people are having <laughs> yeah. babies like crazy. We won't go into why. <laughs> no. Um, any more fails we can bring up? Um, well, I suppose one that I just think, I mean, a lot of wardrobes I see, I just think they're just a bit uninteresting is that a fail i'm not sure if that's an actual fail it just feels that like it's just all a bit boring there's no color there there's no texture there's no interest there's nothing to focus your eye on the fit might be wrong as well so it just looks maybe just a bit dull and it's not really expressing that person's personality i'm not sure if that's that's a fail in a way but not a specific fail what do you think? <laughs> yes, I've got the got the old Pet Shop Boys song being boring uh, running in in my head now. Um, I was talking to someone else the other day, and they were saying how when they were younger, people used to buy outfits. So they'd buy trousers, shirt, jacket, tops, whatever, and it was all matched, which is completely different to the way I shop, which is more like, oh, that's nice. Um, uh, with little regard for whether it will actually work in any sort of greater <laughs> scheme of things. You don't think but about how you can wear it in three that, that... different ways. No, yes. I don't. Is that how you should That's do it? That's what I always think, yeah. 
You can wear it in three different ways or with three different shirts or three different trousers. Yeah. That's what I always think. Yeah. Three is the magic number. Ah. Right. Because at the moment, I think I've got so much various stuff that um, it is, you, you sort of reach a peak amount of clothes where it becomes increasingly difficult to actually see how you could use it. If you just had two yeah. trousers and three shirts and a couple of waistcoats, you could, there's a finite number That's of true. combinations you could really, try. And yeah. And I mean, clearly there are things that don't work together, but I have often joked on Instagram that I have a random <laughs> outfit generator, uh, which is sort of not entirely true, but it's not entirely false either because sometimes I'll just put something on and I mean, within certain fashion scopes. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, might not be sort of conventionally well put together. But, I think there's an you know. app actually that does like random outfits then, for you. I did look it's into these cool. apps uh, for for tracking your wardrobe, but it didn't it sort of seem as if any of them were being updated any longer, and that made me lose interest in them. I remember seeing one where you could you could um, it could it generated an outfit for you. I can't remember which one it was though, but it generated an outfit for you or sort of made a suggestion. I'm not sure if there, any of them were any good. I didn't really look into it that much, but um, yeah, maybe you, maybe you need to maybe you need to invent one. I could, I could, yes. Um, hmm. Or <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my problem is that I have way too many ideas and projects to actually get okay. everything done. Uh, everything I do seems to just suck up time. But, um, yep, if anyone hears it and uh, fancies uh, collaborating on that, I'm happy to um, to be the front figure or whatever you call it. The trier outer of it. The guy that needed the it. Tester. Mm. But I guess that, I mean, most of the time when shopping – at least men like me, if I know I like blue shirts, say I like blue denim shirts, then I'll unconsciously be looking for more blue denim shirts and not looking at other things. But I, this was pointed out to me by my wife, that you keep buying the same stuff. Well, that's what I like. But it will stop buying the same stuff, buy something yes, different. I find that I often have to ban us from blue shirts when I go on a trip with, uh, if I've seen somebody's wardrobe before and it's full of blue shirts <laughs> in all different combinations, some stripes, some checks, some plain. Um, yes, I have to ban us from blue shirts and try and look for something different because otherwise they will just, yeah, randomly go for that. But I, I must admit, I do the same myself. I found myself looking at a navy jumper the other day. <laughs> Going, oh, that's really nice. And going, oh, yeah, I've got a few in the wardrobe, haven't I? I don't have that many clothes, actually. But for me, I'm like, mm. I've probably got, like, at least three or four other blue jumpers. I probably didn't need another one. But I was very attracted to it. <laughs> so I have to ban myself from navy sweaters. And, uh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You always get, I guess it's because you probably think that that's the thing that suits you. I think you just have to ban yourself, don't you? <laughs> from buying the same thing again and again. You remember what you have in your wardrobe. I think once you're just aware of the simple fact that you tend to buy the stuff again and yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which your wife luckily points out. And 
that means you're not sort of wandering around a shop or looking online for stuff that looks just like what you like, but you are actually looking for stuff that would be entirely different. And really, that makes everything more interesting. Yeah, exactly. But I think maybe people sometimes get scared because when they go for something different, they don't necessarily know how they're going to wear that. So if they went for a green shirt instead of a blue one, then they kind of go, oh, but I don't know how to wear a green shirt. I know how to wear the blue ones. So I'll just get... That's probably why it happens. But I was thinking when I'm shopping, it's like I think to myself, will that make up a new outfit? Will I feel like I've got something new? Because when you keep repeating the same thing, sometimes it's good. It's a replacement. And you think, well, actually, that older thing is, doesn't look as good as I thought. This one looks much more updated or fresher or whatever the thing may be. Um, but I always try, tend to think, will this make me feel like I've got something different on? And if I buy yet another blue sweater or you buy yet another blue shirt, will you feel any different and excited by wearing it? Not necessarily. But I think it's that thing of maybe not knowing how to pair things or thinking, oh, I'm not sure if it suits me, I'll stick to the safe thing. I'll admit it can be problematic as well because I did find out recently that I have three blue shirts that are quite very similar and I mean one of them is a super special sort of Japanese workwear shirt which cost a bit of money another is one I found in the charity shop and another one is one from Uniqlo so they're quite widely different but they are almost identical so how do I choose which one of them to wear <laughs> yeah how do you choose yeah is it worth having the three of those in your wardrobe and do you tend to find yourself always going for one over the others or or not I tend to sort of manage to well it sort of becomes yet another task doesn't it sort of having to distribute wear time between them so that none of them feels left <laughs> out or crying in the wardrobe. even worse if it, it feels like a, a, a necessary buy. It's, I mean, once you get into these things, it's uh, it does become quite problematic at times. <laughs> Sounds like you're just giving yourself too much choice there. Well, I mean, I have said it many a time that uh, I mean, when we were teenagers and we had one pair of shoes, you had your favourite trousers and you had your jacket. And you just heading out, put your jacket on, your shoes on, and start off. I mean, there's no sort of pondering about now which jacket is most appropriate, which haven't I worn for a while. I mean, that, oh, so much choice. <laughs> yeah. so, just keeping life simple, um, yeah. and of course, not having been sort of going out much recently, that has been uh, a lot less of a task. Yes, so, I quite often look at people's wardrobes. Okay. And think, I have no idea how they decide what to wear because they've got so many things. I wouldn't know what was in here, let alone have. Yeah, be able to decide in the mornings. So I think that's half the time. I mean, that does tend to be more women than men. But um, there are men with loads and loads of clothes like you as well. But the majority aren't, actually. The majority, because they hate shopping so much, will buy things and probably buy multiples, different colours, the same thing, different colours, um, and wear them to death. Because just anything to save them going shopping again. That's what I generally find with the guys. Yeah. Well, you have the other class of men who call themselves collectors. Yeah. You have a, a collection. Yes. So it's not, strictly speaking, clothes. Collection. It's a yes. historical collection of garments. <laughs> yeah. I don't get those sort of clients. <laughs> 
No, yeah, that's probably just as well. Um, it just struck me. Um, we were talking about skinny jeans, uh, talking about last of the summer wine style icons and so forth. Now, why is it that the sort of style changes so much with age? Because it's quite clear that what teenagers like wearing are not the same clothes as your dad, 80-year-old, wants to wear. Do we at some point lose interest or do we find our style or we, do we just think that looking like, um, I forget the name of them, Cleggy, <laughs> is the way to go? I think I think it's a bit of both. I think you're much more experimental when you're young and a teenager. Most people, I know I was, so I'd wear all sorts of things like mustard yellow that didn't suit me at all and... Um, you know, things. The other thing I, I personally find, and I think probably a lot of people do, is your body shape changes so much. And so when you're younger, you're like, you can sort of put anything on and you're like, yeah, it looks great. And when you're older, unfortunately, that doesn't feel quite the same. So you feel like you're dressing around your shape much more and to sort of flatter it more, whereas you didn't really have to think about that when you were younger. Personally, that's what I find. And I think that's what probably a lot of guys who get a bit of a tummy or just put on or they might have moobs or something. So it's kind of like you're dressing around your figure a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that comes into play. And, and But then also it can be a good thing because sometimes you find people actually look better as they get older because they have found their style and that's what they're going for. And they've learned, how, um, like you, they've learned much more about clothes and fits and fabrics and etc so they end up looking better as they're older but i do think yeah a lot of it is a body shape mm. thing and maybe just being less experimental i think certainly it uh, comes down to i mean if you're older and take an interest in it because uh, i mean when we were teenagers or certainly when i was a teenager everyone had their own sort of unique style and we were also special and uh, way out there and whatever but looking back on it and looking at teenagers today you see that they are basically all wearing the same fashion that they, they aren't unique or daring or different or it they are slavishly following yeah fashion. i guess it's about fitting in a lot more when you're younger as well isn't it with your peers and what other people are wearing and you want to be getting the the thing that they're wearing i, me I remember getting like, I remember actually marching around um, primary school with my sister, who my twin sister, who had the same thing. We didn't always have the same, but sometimes we did. And another girl who had exactly the same pair of red shoes, and we all marched in step with each other because we all had the same shoes. <laughs> but we always, and we all used to go and buy like the same pair of trousers. Remember, with detachable braces, olive green with pleats at the front. Um, from a shop called Inmates in East Grinstead. We all had, loads of us had those same trousers. It was kind of like a thing that you like weren't in the gang if you didn't have those trousers. So I think fashion's quite a lot about that fitting in when you're a teenager, whereas maybe as you get older, it's a bit more about standing out. Or maybe uh, the other thing is maybe it's about standing out, being different to your parents and those boring people, those old people. <laughs> Yeah, I, I dress now to stand out from the kids. Uh, don't want to be associated with the, the teenagers. No. But fashion is pretty sneaky, I've found, because quite without me noticing it, I will often find that I suddenly have a hankering for something, and I can't quite understand why until I have found it. 
and then realized that crap it's fashion now. <laughs> uh, had this, this thing uh, a, a couple of years ago when i was uh, suddenly had this hankering for prince of wales check trousers and it wasn't until i had a pair that i realized that you know, that's what people are wearing Do you now. Think you've been seeing them around on, you know, in pictures online or actors or Instagram, probably, and just sort of like suck that up, kind of by somewhere. I had been told that that was the thing to have, and it was really, really strange because it was so clear to me once I actually paid attention that. That was sort of the in thing. So does now. it mean you don't like them now that you've realised they're in fashion? Uh, I don't. I haven't worn them as much as I thought I might do. Oh, I so think. that's probably because you're not. We were not wearing trousers. Uh, I think no now that, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think now that they're out of fashion, I probably would wear them more. Um, but I have to admit that I'm not sort of really digging through my stuff as much as I. Um, would do if I was going out of the house properly every day now. Because um, when going into the office, I would make an effort to put together a unique and wonderful outfit every day. So I'm, I'm saving hours every day <laughs> <You> now. <are. laughs> would, do people comment on your unique and wonderful outfits? They they don't. We we like to think that everyone's really concerned about how we look, but they don't. <laughs> but, uh, but you see, uh, maybe if it's other guys, they just don't really talk about it if, if there was if there's more women there is it mainly the, is it mainly men there if they were true in your office or is it both i think it's about half oh. and half but i mean if if my the guys were were true bros they would give me a high five and tell me that i'm looking dope <laughs> or however that Very works <laughs> I wouldn't wear oversized t-shirts to the no, office. I, I tend to wear a shirt. I didn't think you would. Yeah. No, no. I don't think guys talk about um, clothes to each other. Well, maybe the ones that are into it would, but but I think a lot of you know, your regular average guys, I don't, I don't think they chat about fashion, do they? Guys? And this is going a little bit off the garm topic, but guys don't really talk much to each other about proper things at oh, all. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about relationships, feelings, uh, mental health. I mean, guys are crummy at that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think clothes comes into that sort of category as well because it's sort of not very manly. Mm. But talking about football and cars or whatever is mm. sort of the sort of things you can talk Maybe about. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe open but once it you up. get talking to someone. Maybe what? Sorry. Oh, I think. I think guys should talk more to each other and I think um, about all sorts of things. And if you get talking about clothes, well, I mean, people do generally want to talk a bit about that. Mm, I, I, I'm always happy to tell people about Yes, stuff. I used to find at networking events and, I would go to and people would ask me what I did. And I'd say, oh, I'm a you know, mentor, stylist, table shopping. And they'd be like, oh, I'm not interested in clothes. And then for the next half an hour, they would proceed to tell me all about their wardrobe and their wardrobe dilemmas. And I'd be like, mm, not interested in clothes. Interesting. Because <laughs> they would just chat about it for ages and yeah, just made me laugh. And I was like, okay, you might not be into fashion. I was, I was sure. But you obviously think about what you put on your body every morning. So that's still irrelevant, isn't it? Well, I mean, they're not interested. Uh, I mean, they probably spent half an hour telling you just how uninterested they were. And 
because they started their life with their mum dressing them. And since then, they've sort of bumbled through it. And if with any luck, they've now got a wife dressing Amazing, them. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but, the, but I still think so, that it still affects how you feel, what you're putting on and what you're... Um, what you're choosing to wear, doesn't it? It's sort of there's there's still an element of that, or what their wife has chosen them to wear, whether she's chosen well or not. It's like it does still affect you, whether or not you are actually into fashion, or if you consider yourself into clothes. I think uh, one guy said to me once, I said, "Well, but you must like getting compliments, don't you?" And he said, "Oh no, I'm not bothered really." And I thought that's really weird. And then I think he emailed me after we'd been shopping, and he was like. Yeah, okay, I did get some compliments. It was quite nice. (laughs) Who doesn't like being told they look great? I think everyone appreciates that bit of uh, a bit of a boost. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think, I don't think sort of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people don't generally comment too much. I mean, you get, you get more comments on say Instagram, but then again, are they real comments or just attention seekers? I don't know. God, the world is so complicated. Yeah, but I, I also have that thing where sometimes people don't want, uh, they feel self-conscious about like going into the office and say a completely new, different look. And they don't want, so they either might sort of integrate like one or two things because they don't want people to sort of go... Um, oh, is that, you know, oh, is that a new jacket? Because they don't want to bring that attention to themselves. They kind of want to feel good, but they don't necessarily want to, people yeah. to focus on them. They find it sort of, um, especially, well, it depends on the personality, but if they're a quieter, slightly shyer person, they don't necessarily want to bring that attention to themselves. That's interesting, though, how they would might sort of sneak in parts of their new outfit from day to day thinking that they're being really stealthy because they probably are because no one's noticing, but it's just themselves. Yeah, so. they, they, they can't go full yeah. out, but they're sort of working up to yeah, it. Yeah, I remember one guy once, it was ages ago, and he was going to a conference in New York, I think, and he said, I could tell the other guys were sort of looking at me and they knew something had changed, but they didn't quite know what. Like, it wasn't like a whole, oh, my God, you know, what have you got on sort of thing. And actually, I thought for him, that was a massive compliment. He he kind of felt good because he knew they were sort of going, oh, what is it that's changed? But it was kind of understated. He was a very understated sort of guy in personality and the way he dressed. And I thought that was that was great. That was the sort of thing. And I think a lot of people relate to that. They want something to change, but they don't want to make like a, ta-da, I've had a makeover sort of thing. Because it's kind of like, it's all too much. It's all a bit too um, in your face. So it's kind of like a, a sidestep, really. Which is which is the sort of thing that sometimes I think if you're buying, you know, looking at another blue shirt, say, maybe you could then get it in a different fabric or a slightly different shape to what you normally go for. Um, so it's kind of like you're taking a sidestep from things. Or if, you're, if you always wear jeans, are you going to, blue jeans, wear some black jeans or some grey jeans or like or wear some cord jeans or something like so i was kind of recommend people take those side steps if they don't want to go all out with a new completely brand new look or a different color maybe yeah but i think i think i think you're very good at sort of seeing the possibilities of single items though you're not having people invest in say three new outfits but you'd get stuff that can be used together yeah that's that's 
always what I try to do because um, is you sort of find a couple of things you like and then you sort of see if things integrate. I don't usually buy them in sets of like, here's one outfit, here's another one, here's another one. I usually buy them in like, right, okay, let's, we've like bought these couple of things and then let's buy this thing and then you can mix that with that and that with that. And I always write a list as well afterwards for them after we've been shopping. I'd like outfit one, outfit two with these sort of trousers so that they know they can remember how it can all be mixed and matched because that's what people find difficult is, and I might say it, you know, when we're there, oh, look, you could put this with this. Oh, look, that brings all that together. Look, these shoes go great with that. And they'll never remember. So I always write a bit of a list as well afterwards so they can refer to it. And loads of people tell me, literally one guy said to me, I've been looking at that list. Four years later, he came back for another shopping trip. And he's like, yeah, I'm still looking at your list from the first shopping trip. <laughs> so I was like, really? What, every morning? <laughs> so it's obviously useful to him. But yeah, I always think it's better to buy like that rather than mix and match because otherwise you get bored, don't you? If you just wear like, I always wear that jacket with those trousers. Like, I kind of think that's quite boring. Mm. It feels to me like not, it might not yeah. look boring, but it might, I'd be bored if I always wore like, oh, that top goes with those trousers or that goes with that. It's nice to be able to mix and match. Hmm. I was curious, do you ever suggest to your clients that they get a haircut? I do. Actually, somebody phoned me the other day. Um, he wanted a specific haircut. I don't know what it was. He didn't tell me. Um, and wanted me to advise him, but it's not... What he was asking, I think, was a more, you know, like hair sort of texture and that sort of thing. So I didn't think it was mine. I passed him on to a barber that I know. Um, yes, they do. They do ask me. Yeah. So I usually refer them to somebody else because I do think that's kind of quite a, a part of the look, isn't it? Like and glasses as well. I get asked a lot about glasses. So um, we, I quite often take guys shopping for glasses and sunglasses because it's kind of hard to know what suits you, I think, without having someone else there. And also, I just think if they've got if they've got a great outfit on, but their glasses look a bit dated and their haircut looks dated, it's kind of sort of destroys the whole image of it, doesn't it? So it's really important. Yeah. So people do ask me. I won't necessarily like throw my opinion out there. If I really think it needs changing, I'll sort of gently suggest it. I won't if they think, if I kind of detect that they're super happy with it, then I might not. But because <laughs> I like to be quite diplomatic. Well, I mean, it could just be that they have never had a haircut or it could be that they really like the 70s <laughs> haircuts. I mean, you, you could risk offending them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. If, if I think it needs, I'll, I might sort of say, oh, yeah, I know this really good barber or, oh, do you know anyone else? I think, or, I, oh, I think your hair would really suit this sort of style or you could do this with it. Then, um, yeah, then I will suggest it because I think it's a, a big part of your whole look, isn't it? And you wear your hair every day. That's the thing, isn't it? I sort of think you need to um, spend quite a bit on your, your hair or, I don't know, or find someone that's good and understands your hair. Or cut it in the bathroom. Yeah, I, I mean, I see a lot of a lot of men of uh, a certain age or even younger who just have short back and sides, and that's what they've been doing for twenty years. Never considered anything else. They don't do anything, yeah. but there is there is a lot of potential gain. Yeah, there. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily for looking a lot um, smarter need to be that huge. Because I remember talking to David actually. We did a thing for his blog on how his look had changed. Because I think I came across an old picture of him. And I just thought, oh, his look has sort of 
sharpened up. And one of the things that he said to me was that he'd slightly changed what he asked his barber to do. He's been going to the same guy, but he slightly changed what it was. And it just seemed to kind of sharpen up his image just that little bit. So it's amazing. It doesn't mean you need to be that different. But actually, I've just seen a guy recently as well on a marketing program thing that I'm doing. And he's, I don't know if it's lockdown or whether it was a conscious decision, but his hair had grown out a lot more um, on, the, on the top specifically. And it actually looks much nicer. So maybe some people would be discovering all sorts of new haircuts during lockdown. I cut my own in the bathroom yeah. the other day. Well, there's two things there. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but there's two things. I mean, what, what, one is how on earth do you know what to ask the barber or the hairdresser for? Well, that's true. So most guys will just say the, the usual because you don't know what to ask for. Uh, I, many years ago, I was thinking I'd like a more sort of vintage look. And I went to the only sort of vintage male hairdresser in town here. And I asked for that. And I thought, well, these guys have been doing it since the war. They must know how to do it. And I had the worst haircut ever. I had to go back and complain. And they cut it again. And it was just okay. terrible. No idea. So now I have my, my sort of hip barber in town who's been cutting my hair for the last seven years or so. And always does a really good job. And it's it's great. I don't need to get too involved because he'll change it a bit from time to time. But uh, he knows yeah. how it should I mean, be. I think ideally a good barber. It's just it's finding someone, isn't it? And I suppose I go on recommendation really. But I think um, a good a good hairdresser or barber really should kind of understand and your hair and your head shape and everything and and go along with that and hopefully understand what's kind of slightly not fashionable exactly, but kind of change a little bit with the times as well. Um, so you shouldn't necessarily, I don't mm. tell my hairdresser what to do. I'm not sure it's changed much, but um, yeah, I don't tell him what to do. He just does it. But I know that he, if he thought, um, oh, well, he does what he wants really. He's Japanese. <laughs> it's quite out there. He tells people <laughs> if, they, if he doesn't, they don't like, if he doesn't like the style that they're asking for, I tell them to go. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Not my style. Hmm, okay. But yeah, I think it's a good hairdresser, I have to say. <laughs> what, what one controversial topic sort of to, to round things off here. I see a lot of men once they start losing hair, they'll sort of go all in and just shave it all off. To me that was I didn't I, I just think very, very bald men it's a bit creepy. I don't know why. It's probably me. But there must be hairstyles that work for men that don't involve shaving it all off. Comb over. Well, well, the comb over has had a bit of a comeback in recent years. <laughs> <laughs> the, the very creative comb over. But uh, yeah, I mean, the comb over, th there are degrees of it, but the sort of very, very obvious ones are awful. I recall years and years ago, I was working. Um, in the road sector and I was in the canteen one day and I noticed this guy ahead of me in line and it looked like he had a beaver tail fastened at the back of his head and sort of flopped forward <laughs> and how he how he could move around in polite society and not elicit any comments on this beaver tail he was apparently <laughs> holding on his head I don't know but it was weird probably stuck in place by something. I mean, it was this solid wow. wad of hair, like a lid on his head. <laughs> Very obvious. Well, I suppose um, 
haircuts for guys that are losing their hair i mean normally it's about layering it a bit more isn't it giving it a bit more texture so it slightly looks thicker i mean i'm, I'm not a hairdresser so i don't know this for sure but it's like yeah kind of giving it a little bit more texture so it looks a bit thicker but i think it depends how someone's balding because sometimes if if it's kind of slightly patchy then it's gonna look weird if you try I mean, if you try anything but shaving it off and some guys just don't have the option but there you know there's um Stanley Tucci, he's pretty cool. He's he's completely bald, isn't he? So I think you can rock it. I think then sometimes, I think if you're completely bald, I think things like glasses or things, you know, like scarves and stuff that are interesting, kind of something to frame your face a bit because you haven't got your hair to frame your face. Or even hats. No, I mean, uh, hats are something I have not really had much of a relationship with uh, other than keeping my head warm when it's cold. But I have recently sort of started using a hat more. And uh, apart from feeling utterly self-conscious for the first five or ten minutes, um, it's a lot of fun. Well, I wore my straw hat this summer pretty much all the time. And I did notice people were sort of looking at me. But I think it was just jealousy, really, because I was totally rakish. And it was very comfortable. And it keeps your head cooler. So that's what, what I say to myself. Okay, Sarah, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. And that was all for this week's episode of Garmology. Thanks to Sarah for being uh, my guest this week. You can find Sarah on Instagram and on the web as Sartoria Lab and you'll find information about her personal shopper services and her style tips and style blog. If you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm Nick Johannesson, host of Garmology. Uh, you can send an email to garmology at welldresseddad.com. You can also follow me on Instagram as welldresseddad. You can follow uh, the podcast on Instagram as well to get a preview of the latest episode, and the address there is Garmology Podcast just like to say that it's really hard for a young podcast to get noticed out in the world and it helps a lot if you can leave a review or rating on apple podcast or even share it with your friends so thanks a lot and uh, catch you again next week bye bye